0: When the temperatures hit triple digits last week, all I could think about was staying cool, but I felt for the poor veg.
1: Welcome to Longleaf Breeze. Subsistence farmers using three simple principles, approaching but never reaching subsistence. It's gotta be fun while we're doing it. And we don't make all misstatements. And now, Lee and Amanda Borden. Thanks, Adrian, and welcome to our podcast of July the 5th, 2012. We are back after a nice little break, and we appreciate your patience with us to allow us that time off. We had a little interlude during which I attended a meditation course in Georgia. And you enjoyed some time with our daughter, Adrian.
0: I know. We we did enjoy our time, and it was so hot. We had to do a lot of indoor activities. And when I did need to get outside to ch- see about the vegetables or to water the grass, which was languishing, I tried to do that at times of day other than the middle. <laughs> That's right. And we'll Either talk the about early that or the late our, times. As, right.
1: as a strategy for dealing with all of this as we've discussed before we've got this seasonality thing going in the summer where april may and june you're able to produce in a meaningful way if you can go ahead and get an early start and frankly we didn't no, we really didn't. We, didn't we didn't we didn't make the best of april may and june with
0: one exception our uh vegetables that chose to reseed themselves like the green beans the green and beans the peas got out
1: there by themselves without yeah, any help from they're us they're doing great they're just fine but then you hit these months of the languishing time, and that's what we're in now. The months of July and August are so hot here in central Alabama that everything slows down. So what we thought we would do today is walk through you know, what's, what's already shut down, what's still producing now, and what's on deck for later on in the growing season. Right. Um, What's shut down, clearly, are the blueberries. The blueberries had a wonderful season. We had a
0: good run with those guys, didn't we? And uh,
1: they're done now. Um, And, you know, once our bushes mature more, we're hopeful that we will continue to produce blueberries into July. Um, But that is not the case now. With our little bushes, the ones that are doing the best are the early season varieties Mm -hmm and we don't have any late-season berries to speak of. Uh, blackberries are already shut down. I'm apprehensive about our blackberries. That's probably about the best word for it right now.
0: Partly because they're not as sweet as you hoped they would exactly.
1: be. Exactly. Um, we're, we're getting nice, big berries, particularly from our Kiowa blackberries, but... I can't say that they are nice and sweet yet. Um, I am hopeful that the reason they're not nice and sweet is that the the plants are not yet mature. And of course, they come back fresh every year. So I'm not expecting that the plants are going to be different, but the roots hopefully will have enough maturity so that the bushes will form better and they will be able to produce sweeter berries. If not, then I'm not going to be real excited about blackberries where we're growing because they're just not, you know, what we got this year was really not worth the bother.
0: Well, except that when we have a larger quantity, I can see making a really good tasting blackberry cobbler with a little stevia or Splenda to sweeten them up a bit.
1: Yeah, but the problem is... I don't want to spend all the time and energy we're spending just to have a nice dessert every now and then. I know. Well, we need to be able to enjoy the fresh jam in quantity. Oh, or jam. jam. We, oh, make or jam. jam. Yeah. we need more than that from a fruit in order for it to justify the the time and the effort and the expense that we're growing to right. going to. So, you know, our, our blackberries are on probation right now.
0: Strawberries are over. Um, they like the blackberries and the blueberries, well, I can't say I think the blackberries, but definitely like the blueberries, they ripened early this year yes. because we had such intense heat um, early on. And so they had a, a run. my bl- strawberries, and, and I may have spoken about this in the past weeks, that um, I'm going to try something different next year because I was so frustrated with the time and energy and expense I put into these strawberries. Um Weeding, mulching, planting only to have the weeds overtake them in a very very short time. And with their being matted row strawberries where they send out daughter plants and their perennial um, you know what matted um, row, I really don't think I'm going to be able to and in fact, I know I can't use plastic mulch and probably can't use any very effective, Newspaper mulch on this. And you
1: say, I can't use plastic mulch because we're just not going to get into plastic. Well, no,
0: no, no. I can't use it and still have matted rose strawberries. Where I'm going with that is I am thinking about going with the annual model and plastic culture just because I have too much to say grace over and I need to be able to plant my strawberries. They're in the ground, they produce, I don't have weeds. When they're done, they're done. I plant new ones next year.
1: And let's explain why we call these your strawberries rather than mine. That's Normally right. We do. You did... would be the veg yeah. person, and I the fruit. They person. are
0: fruit. I'll acknowledge that. But they our are fruit.
1: strawberries live on Veg Hill, and therefore they have sort of come under your domain. It's possible that I will undertake to grow some strawberries out on the the orchard that floor would be great. somewhere. Yeah. Um, and try to tinker around with other ways of doing it we're just you know everything's real tentative well i think maybe we do a little
0: of both we plant a matted row on veg hill and and then the the increased level of protection they get on veg veg hill uh they both have deer fences around them um well supposedly we're supposed to be able to fence out rabbits but we've been unable to figure that out yet so maybe they'll be just as do just as well out there on in the with simply an electric deer fence and that's all we just don't know
1: we just don't know so that's um jury's still out on that yeah now on the veg side uh we had a a nice little run
0: not a great
1: run of spring peas
0: i was disappointed in those actually what did better this year than it did last year were my wando the shelling type pea those did pretty well and the sugar snap type um, that you just, you know, eat the whole thing, those did not do as well. So that tells me something. Last year it was sort of the opposite. The sugar snaps did better. Um, and I didn't plant them early enough to take advantage of, and, and it got hot really fast. So they didn't do as go for as long, but we did have some nice peas for a while. And, yes, those are completely gone, and it's clearing an area for me to come back and plant a July segment of um or july planting of some more um purple hull peas and then on down that row i'll also plant some or somewhere on another row i'll plant some green beans for for this fall
1: and and to make sure we're on the same wavelength our philosophy of planting on veg hill is that we are planting 12 months out of the year We're tending 12 months out of the year. We're harvesting 12 months out of the year. So when you talk about planting something in July, you're thinking it's going to be producing around September or October. Yes, yes,
0: because it'll still be hot in September. We'll still get some peas. Mm -hmm. So um, and and according to the ACES calendar for this area, I should be able to plant both um, purple hull or, you know, um, southern peas. It, that's the classification they fall into, as well as some gr- some pole beans for a fall crop. So uh, so another we'll one that,
1: that has more or less shut down now uh, would be all the brassicas, the oh, yes. cabbage, the broccoli. Not the collards,
0: though. I yeah, st- the have collards, collards
1: are still out there, but they're not producing in, not, a, in a big way. No,
0: not in a big way, not the way they will be in the fall. But they, we do have some collards, and we actually have a couple of, of red cabbages that are heading up. Okay. Very slowly, and they may never get to be big. But they, yeah, they're they're out there. And when those are harvested, you know, we'll, we'll I'll transfer my attention to a fall crop. And we will
1: say grace over the brassicas yeah. then.
0: And the potatoes are gone. And I have to tell you, I'm so disappointed in what f- finally happened to my potatoes. At first, I was so excited; they were little red potatoes. I didn't spend much money at all. I just went to a local feed seed feed store and bought a little. Uh, potato, seed potatoes, put those in the ground, didn't cost me much. They did, the plants did great. And for a while I was getting some nice little round red potatoes and we enjoyed those. They, they tasted wonderful, sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Then something underground began eating the potatoes. And you've identified
1: it as either a mole I think or a vole. I think either
0: a mole or vole and I need to do uh, additional research. But it what, it what the critter would do is just chisel or, you know,
1: all of this happening underground.
0: Underground, all around the exterior of the sweet potato.
1: And all of, you know, everything oh. that, you know. I all, meant this potato, is all not sweet potato, the potato. The regular yeah. potato. The this regular is all potato. hidden from view from us because it's all under mulch. Yes. So we don't see it happening until we start digging up the potato That's to right. look at it.
0: I dug them up and I and would And it pull does the-
1: not kill the plant.
0: No. Well, it may have shortened the plant's life. May have. I don't have any way of knowing, but but anyway, those potatoes are up, and we did have some good potatoes this year. And so, I'm going to figure out number one what I need to do to maybe trap that critter, <laughs> and number two, I may try a different method of planting Irish potatoes in the future, so that um and and we know that um we have friends in the Master Gardener program who've done some experimentation with different ways. We could refer them to our seven ways with spuds. Right. video that's that's um, right and um to see some other ways so I, i'm willing to try that differently I, what i'm apprehensive about now i planted sweet potatoes and uh, i'm hoping that that same critter does not go over after my sweet potatoes
1: and we don't know of any reason to suspect that that will happen because we think that the plants have different structures and they're of course oh, in yes. different locations but they are underground <laughs> so. that's true they are also underground yeah all right. Anything else we can think of that's pretty much done this season? Or before well, we move on to I
0: what I'd like to point out that within the, the I just noticed this in the past three or four days that last week I was getting prolific green beans off the plant that had receded. Rattlesnake beans, um, and and some Kentucky Wonder, and, and this is not as pronounced in effect with the Kentucky Wonder plant as it is with the rattlesnake. The rattlesnake plant has basically gone yellow and died, and I, I'm wondering if just its time is up, it was so hot, or whatever. So that's where I want to go back and do a successive planting, plant some this month, and then harvest on into fall.
1: And let's remember, these are all uh, volunteer reseedings from last year.
0: From a crop that was a bumper crop last year. (laughs) So uh, I'm hopeful. And and the uh, Kentucky Wonder, that plant actually has some life in it. And I will plant some additional Kentucky Wonder beans because we like those. And These have cleared up, and it just made way for us to plant some new ones. So that's the way I try to look at it.
1: So let's shift focus to those things that are still producing in a big way here right in the heat of the summer.
0: Okra. Can you say okra?
1: (laughs) That will always be our go-to savior through the uh, heat of the summer. Um, Okra is an African plant and could not be happier in Mm -hmm. the extreme heat and high humidity of the deep summer in central alabama so it's just as happy as it can be.
0: Yeah, it's doing great, and I harvested some more today and with uh, the promise of more tomorrow. And I should mention that what we're getting now is from five plants that I planted as transplants.
1: And I am viewing with trepidation what is coming. Uh, last year, it was green beans that we planted in way too much of. This year, it will clearly be okra that we yes. planted way too much of. I have of. a
0: whole row of... Of smaller plants that I started from seed, uh, Clemson spineless. I was a, later getting those in the ground, but it's turning out to be for the best because I have these transplants that are already giving me some okra, and now we have um, new plants coming along, hopefully that won't get too tall before it's time to harvest the, the fruit. Um, and I will thin those some, honey. You don't need to panic. Okay. Now, uh, I won't panic,
1: but I I am aware of just how much okra is in the, in the ground. And, yeah. And looking happy. Uh, You bet. Um, Tomatoes tomatoes are they—they've been producing during May and June. They've been setting fruit, and they've been sitting there green, and now all of a sudden they're all ripening.
0: I go out there, and I I, could—I harvest. I probably could harvest almost a complete basket full, but. I'm leaving, um, now I can afford to be picky and wait till they get nice and red <laughs> yeah. before I and plant them.
1: The, we, are, we have the tastiest, the oh, tastiest so tomatoes good. that are fresh off the vine. Picking them and eating them out there is a true joy. And every now and then, one of them makes it inside uh, without being eaten. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's not true. A lot of them make it in. But we, uh, most of them. What we can do is I can put a list of the different types of tomatoes up on, and we can just link it to our show notes page.
1: All right. Let's plan to do that.
0: I've tried some addition, some new types, new varieties this year.
1: One of them is solar fire, which is producing yes. very well for us. Actually was producing well even before it oh, was yes. truly hot.
0: And, and they're just champs. They go right through the heat, which is one reason I wanted to plant some. And last year we heard about solar fire from our friend Dan, Danny Carroll. And then this year we went to a tomato seed starting workshop. And uh, Mallory Kelly, our extension agent, actually use some solar fire in what we did for our experiment there And
1: she was able to uh, slip us a couple of seeds which we immediately planted and um, so far our results have been wonderful they
0: really have done very well through the heat so I'm I'm pleased with the tomatoes I I think if I'm afraid to I'm going to knock on wood here while I say it these are the best it's the best crop of tomatoes I've ever had and I did get those in the ground in plenty of time they were right on target
1: so let's shift our focus now to those things that are in the ground and growing, but not yet producing for us.
0: Oh, can I, can I slip in one other one that's Absolutely. Pl- uh, doing well? It's cucumbers. Oh, I forgot about cucumbers. Yeah. Sure. Cucumbers
1: are pumping it out right now.
0: And I have two varieties there, Punakira and uh, straight eights. But the Punakira is clearly the champ and does not seem to mind the hot weather at all. And,
1: you know, one thing I left off the list is squash and zucchini. Normally, our squash and zucchini would be in full-scale production right now. We are sort of taking a year off from squash and zucchini because we've got squash bugs.
0: Well, I'm not taking a complete year off. I've decided to treat it as a fall crop this year, which one can do in central Alabama. Again, that will be a July planting, and I have the seed, but... I've already seen squash bugs out there. We had some volunteer squash that was just eaten alive with them, and then I've seen some on the cucumber plants. I've actually seen some some squash uh, bug eggs on green bean plants. So I know they're out there, but what I want to try to do is, as soon as those seeds are planted, do the row cover thing again and just... See what and put it and put the row cover on like as soon as they're planted, as opposed to waiting until there are plants. Until we see
1: damage yeah, and then try to yeah. respond. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's talk a little bit about those things that are on deck and uh, we're still looking to them for production later. Sweet potatoes, of course, they will we'll probably be digging them up in August. Um, eggplant. Uh, are beginning to form. I have now, eggplants
0: and... I have some small ones. I have two different varieties that I've, that I've seen um, producing fruit already White beauty and um, Listidia de Gandia which or Li de Gandia. anyway, we'll put that on the show notes page too.
1: I'm, I'm pleased because right now I wouldn't be able to tell you what it's but how to spell it's, it.
0: The white is white of course and the, these uh, List, Listidia de Gandia is uh, they are kind of white and purple striped. Beautiful squash. And I planted one black beauty eggplant. Yes, why am I saying squash? Eggplant. And um I planted one black beauty, which Which normally sort
1: of the go to variety. Yeah. Normally
0: that's all I've had. So, um, and believe it or not, that plant is not producing anything yet. So we'll see. Uh, we'll let you know about that. Still I've,
1: to come is our corn. I have a we late were planting. We very late planting corn, and we're unapologetic about that. But uh, there's still plenty of time for the corn to set fruit and produce before the frost sets in. Right.
0: So, so we're, we're doing well with that. And, and uh, a lot of what I've, I'm actually going to plant a, a, a little bit more, and we'll keep you posted as to how it does because what I'm really most interested in, what's in the ground now is, is sweet corn, but I'm most interested in field corn. Uh, because I'd like to be able to grind that as we did last year. So you're saying for,
1: that has not yet been planted? It will
0: be okay. very soon. But uh, as long as we have that by fall when we're ready to grind that into uh, for cornmeal, we'll be happy.
1: So the uh, on the fruit side, the things that we're still looking for production on are the figs. They're they've set fruit, and we're sort of waiting for them to ripen. In fact, I picked a couple of ripe figs off the brown turkey Mm. this morning.
0: Did you eat those already? I
1: I went ahead and ate them because I was curious how they were tasting, and they're tasting Mm -hmm. good. The brown turkey tastes good. I've had some um, ripe figs on the LSU um, gold,
0: purple, purple,
1: okay LSU purple that really were not that good. Oh. They didn't they were not sweet. Uh so it was not that I was just hoarding them for myself. I wanted to see how they mm-hmm. were tasting and and I needed to taste them. They, yeah. The brown turkeys tasting good. We've we're going to have true production from the muscadines this year for the first year. We'll have um, a good bit of oh, uh, muscadine production yeah. this year. So it'll be interesting to see what we are able to do with that.
0: And I should tell you while you were gone I picked an apple off one of the trees. It had a little nibble out of it, and I wanted and I tasted it. It was really good. Good.
1: I did the same thing. One of the Carter's Blue apples looked like it was about to be damaged, so I just decided to pick it and taste it, and it tasted quite good. A
0: little green, mm-hmm.
1: but um, nice and sweet. Well, so
0: I think mine was an Anna apple. That I okay. Tried.
1: Yeah, the Annas are looking good. Anna's a low chilling hour variety. Our Carter's Blue is not. We've told you about the Carter's Blue before. It's uh, billed at 1,050 chilling hours, but it was produced in uh, Mount Megs, Alabama, which is right here in the heart of, the cent- of uh, central Alabama heat. So uh, we're hoping it will produce, and mm-hmm. so far it is. So Yay. Um, better than many of the other varieties like Ein Shimmer, for example, which has very low chilling hours but hasn't set fruit one. So, um, so far we're happy with it. And let's see if there's anything else on the fruit front. Well, of course, the persimmons have not yet set fruit in a significant way, nor have the plums. So we're, it's too soon for us to tell about them. In terms of the strategy to get through this, uh, I guess... You this know, being job, the heat, right? The heat, yeah. The <laughs> job one is to keep everybody hydrated. That's the, right. The people, the animals, the plants. And we're doing our best to do that.
0: And that's what I was talking about at the beginning, that I spent a good beat, bit of last week simply trying to keep grass alive. Yeah. We we had planted some seeds in a, in a parking area where we want to have some lawn so people can park their cars there. And um, it was centipede grass. And I spent some time schlepping hoses around up there and even had to water our centipede that's right around our barn where we live.
1: Right. So we're also working to keep the weeds at bay. And it's this time of year when we have to be careful about when we work. We focus our work on the early morning and the late afternoon, and we try to avoid working outside in the late morning, and uh, especially the late morning. It's interesting, here in central Alabama, by lunchtime or so, there's, there's typically a cloud cover that's sliding in, so you got partly cloudy skies, and you're not out in the hard, unrelenting sun. Not
0: today, though. <laughs> yeah, not,
1: not today. Today is just hard. The fifth of July sky, is a sun.
0: beautiful day.
1: Um, and then, of course, the last thing we do this time of year is just wait for fall.
0: I can't wait. Um, and, that, and winter, even. I'm, I'm looking forward to just having a nice, brisk walk in the in the winter. Uh, just like what you say you look forward to in the, in the winter <laughs> landscape So, uh, but in the meantime think cool thoughts this week
1: hope it gets you through the week and we will look forward to visiting with you again soon take care
0: you've been listening to Longleaf Breeze with Lee
1: and Amanda Borden you can call the farm at 334-625-8682 send email to letters at longleafbreeze.com our address is P.O. Box seven eight zero four four six. Calisee, Alabama, 36078. Visit us at longleafbreeze.com to learn more about
0: the farm, to browse our archive, and to look over our planting database. You can also read the daily farm log and check in with Lee and Amanda. That's longleafbreeze.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week.